The Auburn Tigers tonight proved that they are the third best team in the SEC. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. It's a, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does after every single Auburn basketball game is Daryl Daprich. And I want to welcome, welcome you on into the Locked On Auburn's The Henry Service Company postgame show. Call them 334-288-2700 for all of your HVAC plumbing electrical needs. License number 00021. Daryl, as the Auburn Tigers defeat LSU on the road, 67 to 49, I believe what they did tonight proved that they are the third best team in the SEC as the conference currently stands. Yeah, I'll tell you why I think that um, we don't need to overreact, and that's not an overreaction, what you just said. I think that's not based upon emotion and coming off a win on the road by, you know, 18 points. Or uh, I don't think that normally that, that would cause that kind of euphoric reaction. I think that going into this game and looking at this objectively and logistically, just saying logically, I felt like Auburn had the better roster than LSU. I've said that when we were talking about what Auburn was going to do down the stretch, and I thought that Auburn would get this win on the road. I think that Auburn's gotten lucky as far as the scheduling early on like this, that they got a couple yeah. of their, their ro- early road games with some of the lesser teams. I felt like LSU was kind of a little bit fraudulent coming into the conference uh, with their non-conference schedule and that the chickens yeah. were going to come home to roost, and that's what's happened. So what Auburn did, in my opinion – is what Auburn should do. Now, it wasn't – they won on the road, but they won rather convincingly. So that's where you get the argument that they've moved up a notch because it wasn't just they eked one out on the road. They didn't steal one on the road. They emphatically pounded somebody on the road. They did. They did. And and I like the way that they did it, right, because I think what they did is sustainable. Holding LSU to under 50 points in their house – We've kind of questioned, okay, this defense coming into the season, we thought that this defense could be elite. We saw that throughout the non-conference slate, and then we started giving up a little bit more points than we would like early in SEC play. And what we saw tonight was, and LSU's not a great team, and they're not a great offensive team. Let's be very clear on that. But, you know, everybody wants to talk about how great Alabama is. Well, they gave up more points to Alabama um, they scored more points against Alabama than they did here. And that's not always perfect. But I just think with what they were able to do and how they were able to win tonight, I um, I don't know, man. I'm really, really impressed. I, and I'm going to be honest, Daryl. I'm going to bug a little bit tonight. I'm going to soak this one in. Because once again, LSU is not a great team. And the conference as a whole is down. But... Don't let that distract you from the fact and other fan bases are going to try to, Daryl. Other fan bases are going to still try to pick at Auburn and say, you know, y'all are still learning how to you know, cheer for basketball or what. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. But it doesn't matter. Auburn right now is the third best team in the SEC with a chance to be a two seed if they just take care of business against Alabama and, Ar- uh, Alabama and Tennessee. They get a chance to uh, two times at them both. 
And I think with what they did tonight against LSU, we should be very, very happy. The fact that they did it on the road, there's so much to be hype about. I don't care how bad LSU is. Well, anytime you go on the road in the SEC, you don't care how it looks. You just want to get out with that dub. And I think that the, the bonus for Auburn was there are three key factors that I think made this even more of an impressive win. Number one, the fact that they won by such a large margin. Number two, it was very, very balanced. Sure. Look, you're going to win a lot of games when you get seven or eight guys scoring eight or more points. I love that balance. And then third, I think that Auburn shot the ball really well. I mean, you know, they are shooting the basketball better than they have early in the year when they were just winning ugly and winning on defense and causing turnovers. And right. again, they shot the ball well away from Neville Arena. That's something I've been wanting to see other than, you know, the, the Washington game uh, where they shot it pretty good on the road, a true road game. Mm -hmm. So all those factors are why you should bug. I mean, that's it's why it is more impressive. If you go on the road and beat LSU 53-52 and play ugly and play, you know, just sloppy basketball and just basically play well enough to win or basically play well enough to not lose, right, not blow it, that's one thing. They were in control. And here's the thing, too. Yeah. When LSU came out in the second half and cut it to two yeah. at home and got it going again, how Auburn responded yeah. is is just as big as the W because if it happens again mm. later in the year, they mm. have something to draw from. That's right. I mean, we're texting with Clay, the owner of Henry Service Co. at, at, uh, at halftime, and it's like, man, wouldn't it be nice to just kind of coast? Wouldn't it be nice to just have an easy win, especially on the road for a weeknight game? Like, wouldn't that be nice, Daryl? Yeah, and then, I mean, and then LSU comes back and I'm like, of course. Why do we even talk about this? Like, why did we even think that? that was as soon as you said it, as soon as you said it, and I yeah. took the trash out and came back in, and it was cut to four. I was calling uh, you names that you just you don't even want to know. I, I appreciate that. I no, appreciate I that. I, but no, you're right. How they responded was huge because this yeah. wasn't close. I mean, the last ten minutes of action, it wasn't close because of how Auburn responded. Jalen Williams, what an incredible night for him. Yeah, he tied for the lead with a plus-minus of positive 14. He scored 14 points on 13 shots. He only made one of his four threes, but still it was enough. And um, seven rebounds in 33 minutes. There, there's a lot to like about what Jalen Williams had to do. And my favorite play of the game involved Jalen Williams. I forgot who attacked the basket. They absolutely got fouled with attempting a layup. They didn't call it because they didn't call anything in the second half, which probably went Auburn's favor, but whatever. And... I think it was Wendell. I think it was Wendell that missed. And then he got it, and then he, he was able to secure the end one. Right. And, that and was that, huge. And I think I think LSU had some positive momentum, and I think that score put Auburn up 14, and it's like, okay, we you should felt be it good. At that point. Yeah. We should be good at that point. And so that, um, that was great. I just wish Jalen Williams was a little bit more selfish, Daryl. When it all comes down to it, I wish he was just a little bit more selfish. He's learning to basketball. be. He's yeah, I mean, he, to be. he shot it 13 times. Success, he would have never seen that two months ago. Success breeds selfishness sometimes in certain basketball players. You have to get a taste. You have to believe in yourself and say, you know, it's great to be unselfish because you may say, well, I don't want to hurt my team. Mm. I, I, I may not be the best option. When you start realizing and figuring out that you are, 
you get the confidence to be a little bit more selfish. And that also is, is I think, evident in the way Berman is playing coming off the bench Ooh. and the shots he's taken. Look, if you would have told me tonight that Auburn would have went on the road and won 18 and Broom would have had four, I would have had your head checked. Think about that. Broom, one of our best scorers, one of our key offensive guys that was going to be jacked up for the matchup with Williams, with the Moorhead State, Murray State connection last year, had four points. Berman has eight off the bench in 17 minutes, which is a perfect stat line for him. And yeah. he did the little things. And guess who's out of the lineup that we're used to having do the little things? Chris, Chris Moore. Moore. So that's that's why he's, you know, Berman's playing a little bit more selfish and shooting the ball a little bit more, not just coming in, looking to pass it to somebody, looking to get rid of it, hot potato. Mm -hmm. When Williams and Berman figured out, I can contribute offensively, they'll start shooting the ball more. It's just up to their teammates to feed that and reward that. And that's the problem. Auburn has some guys that are just so used to scoring, like Katie Johnson and some of those guys. So they'll come down and Berman will be open on the wing and Katie will go one on two in the, in the lane because he's used to scoring so much last year. Yeah. They'll settle in. That, that'll, they'll get adjusted to that. But now what we felt like was a deep Auburn team where we expected minutes, productive minutes from Chance Westry, mm -hmm. we can get from Lear Berman. Yeah, and he's not a liability on defense, which I think is the biggest surprise. I mean, you can tell the effort he's having to put in. He's having to try harder than everybody else on the floor, but who cares? Who cares? The production is there. I just put a poll for the live viewers here in the live chat. Where will Auburn finish in the SEC? First, two to four, four to six. Or worse, I should have phrased those answers better, but it is what it is. We are booging this evening. Speaking of booging, John Michael saying, Zach, Daryl, when do we hang the banners, boys? Now, that's that's booging real hard, and I'm all for it. I'm all for the full send on the boog. Um, but right now, I am I crazy, Daryl, to think Auburn can edge out Tennessee? No, I think they can. I'm going to tell you right now, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that Auburn can win 22 or 23 games and go 13-5 and five in the SEC, right, finish second or third in the SEC, and end up a five or a four seed in the SEC tournament after losing two generational talents, I would have taken that all day. And that's very, very much within Auburn's grasp. It is. Let's go. I, I'm, I'm not pie in the sky with that. I think Auburn plays Tennessee twice this year, don't they? Don't they play them? So you, yeah, you, we, we play you, Tennessee twice. We play Alabama twice. Yeah, if you can split, just split those two games. Tennessee lose another one. I, I think Auburn has a chance. But I'll, you know, look, get into the SEC tournament, win a couple games. Let's roll. What, what happened last year? Auburn won the league and got knocked out in the first round. So right. I don't, you know, anything. It, it it can completely flip. The script can flip. I don't think that's unattainable right now. I think Auburn can finish in the top two, and I think they can be a, a four seed, and I think they can go 13-5 and five in the SEC if they take care of business. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, and you look at it, the the sec half of the remaining opponents on Auburn's schedule are either quad one or quad two opponents. So, I mean, it gets tougher. Like, let's don't, let's don't doubt that, and let's keep that in perspective. That's why tonight was so big. Three teams in the SEC went 2-0 last week. I mean, that's just the kind of year that we're dealing with in the SEC, Daryl. There's going to be a lot more parity, with the exception of the folks at the top. There's going to be a lot more parity 
throughout right. the conference. And so Auburn taking care of business, and that's why the Georgia loss really stinks <clears throat> because Auburn's better than Georgia. It just they, they just are, and they'll they'll get the chance to prove that when, when Georgia comes to to Neville Arena later this year. But the the way the the landscape of the SEC this year, Daryl, to me is you know Auburn's got to take care of business against LSU tonight, which obviously they did, and then you know you host a very bad, awful, putrid. You actually don't host. You go to South Carolina to play mm-hmm. there, and it's like you got to win that game. Yeah, don't give anything back. Don't give anything you've gained the last 10 days, 12 days by slipping up on the road against South Carolina, right? Yeah. And, and here's I, the thing. I, 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 I'm lie. sorry, Dale, just real quick. Let no, me finish yeah. this. I, I, think, I think, you know, with playing Alabama and Tennessee twice each, I think they split one and one with both of them. And if you do that, you're the two seed in the SEC. I think you're a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. And I think we all take that. I think we take every single bit of that. Well, and again, I always feel like Auburn has to apologize for where they are in the season. And look, I'm just going to spit pure facts at you. Numbers don't lie. The digits don't lie. Auburn is 15 and three and five and one in the conference. Tell me, tell me, tell me that's not at this point, a really good basketball. Why aren't more, and they're 16th in the country. Take care of business against South Carolina Saturday, and you're 16 and three, six and one, and in the top 15 in the country. Mm-hmm. But yet it's crickets. It, you know, you, you th- there there isn't much talk about. It. There's nothing to apologize. Those numbers speak for themselves, and and say this is a very good basketball team. It is what it is. The numbers don't lie. That's right. That's right, Daryl. Uh, I want to read something that was put up at Auburn Daily that kind of gave me a little bit of chills. Do you okay. mind? Let's I'm do ready. Just a moment. Um, first off, LS, who can you depend for your, uh, your AC needs, Daryl? Uh, Henry service company. LS, who do you call for plumbing services? Henry service company. LS, who do you call, uh, for heating electrical back and forth? I mean, there, there, there there's so many different things that a Henry service company does. And that's why we have partnered with them and their incredible service throughout the, the entirety of this Auburn basketball season uh, as we do all these post-game shows. Because, I mean, these guys do everything, much like uh, this Auburn basketball team. They're, can, they're, the you know Swiss, what I'm they're the Swiss Army knife of the HVAC world. Uh, I think so. I think yeah. so. HVAC, electrical, plumbing, wh- yeah. whatever it yeah. may be. Um, and, look, they've got service in their name. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what day it is. They've got folks that can help you out. Give them a call, 334-288-2700, license number 00021. Thank you so much to Henry's Service Company. Jeremy Roebuck wrote this. He said, this is the greatest era in Auburn basketball history. Auburn tied the school record for consecutive AP poll appearances this week at 30 weeks in a row. Fans quickly forget that Auburn recently went 15 years without being ranked. It was a long and rough era for Auburn basketball and the hole was so deep and Bruce Pearl eventually dug them out. And I just think when you look at games like tonight, it's just, I think during that 15 year span, they would have lost. They would have lost the game like tonight. And instead they went 67 to 49. doesn't matter how well they shot. They did shoot well. I mean, they shot okay. 44% from the floor, 33% from three. It's all that they like shot lights out by any stretch of the imagination, but found a way to win, Daryl. They found a way to win by double digits. 
I mean, this is exactly, exactly what you want to see. Well, when you shoot it like that and out-rebound your opponent plus eight, plus nine, and also oh. play the kind of defense Auburn does, that's, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can shoot 45% and 33% from three if you're playing the kind of defense and you're rebounding the basketball the way Auburn is. So we are in the glory years of Auburn basketball. People people are living in it and and almost don't even realize it that have been, you know, maybe around for the last four or five years. They're just used to it. And it's 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 an unbelievable run. It's an unbelievable stretch. Sure. Um, I know at one point there was a three-year span where Auburn had the best three-year span and most wins in the history of the state of basketball. That goes for mm. Alabama or Auburn, right? That speaks volumes. And somebody posted a question earlier that that I really don't know the answer to, but it's got me kind of intrigued, and I think it's a good – and, Zach, you'll probably know it, but not, off the top huh? of my head, I do not, but I think it's a good talking point. When is the last time Auburn won in Baton Rouge in basketball? Oh, goodness, I'm not sure. Because even the years that – I know that the COVID year – with Will Wade, you know, LSU won that game. Last year, Auburn only played LSU in Auburn, right? And so the year before that, the Final Four team, I think, split with LSU. I think they lost on the road. I, I think it's been a while, if my memory serves me correct, and I could be totally wrong. That's why I don't know the answer to the question. I'm throwing it out there. If any of our listeners, viewers – Spencer well, actually, and Charlotte Lee are saying 2017. Spencer, 2017, yeah. 18 okay. season. I mean, that's almost six years. I mean, that's – yeah. Right. That's that's pretty – I mean, think about it. So, yeah, and that LSU team obviously didn't have Will Wade as their coach. I know that um, at that point. I mean, because he wasn't cheating yet. Right. So, but that's – I mean, or wasn't cheating successfully yet. Correct. But he wasn't even there. It, he was cheating somewhere else. He's always cheating. Um, but I, I think, too, you know, I, LSU's got a team that three of the starting five are tr- mid-major transfers – and the other two were, you know, Division One transfers. And he, he had to go – McMahon or, uh, had to go build that roster, um, and, he, and he did. So I get that. I get that LSU's struggling, and I get that their roster man and all that. Bottom line, though, they did beat Arkansas. They did sure. come into the, the, the SEC league play on a high, but I thought that was all – like I said, I thought that was a little bit pumped, puffed up. But I think this is a better basketball team than Ole Miss. I mean, you talked about it before we – press play that I thought this was a better win than the Ole Miss game. Number one, it was by a larger margin. And I think LSU is a better basketball team than Ole Miss. I think if they played on a neutral floor, LSU wins the game. That's how I would use that as a barometer. So, Hey, uh, all right. And we'll open up to questions and comments, start flooding the live chat. If you guys want to chime in or ask us something, but real quick, I want to touch on um, Alan Flanagan. Like his numbers don't pop off, right? Eight points on three of six shooting. But I really liked this game. They'll only play 23 minutes, dealt with a lot of foul trouble. He actually fouled out. But seven rebounds. He scored eight points on six shots. He was two of three from behind the arc. Like, I know I know, we've talked up Allen, and he's kind of been on a run of scoring double digits. I almost like what he did tonight, minus the foul stuff, more than the others. I mean, he was pretty efficient. Didn't turn By, it uh, over. Didn't no. turn it over. And here's the thing. Don't underestimate he hit the biggest shot in the game. He did. Remind me. The Auburn, they, they had cut the lead oh, to he hit either the corner two. three. Yes, they had yeah. cut the lead to two, and he hit the corner three that got Auburn going again. The bench got up and waved the towels. He stopped the bleeding, and not only did he stop the bleeding by scoring, he hit a three. 
And so sometimes it's not that you score, it's when you score. And that was a big basket. It was a tide turner. And then he didn't turn it over. You know, he, he played within, he played in control. Yeah. So it was a nice solid game. You know, I guess we have to determine what Flan we want. Do we want the 16 points, but six turnovers Flanagan? <laughs> or do we want the eight points, one turnover? I don't know. We'll see what's best for Auburn I basketball down the stretch. Six shots. That's yeah, what I, I want with one turnover. Shots, no tur- yeah, with, and if you get eight from Berman, one turnover. Yeah, yeah one turnover get, tonight. Yeah, yeah, and if you get eight from Berman off the bench, he doesn't need to score sixteen because there's your other eight right there. I'm there with you. All right, uh, several people mentioning Zep. I'll highlight Blue Chris here. Um, need more ISO Zep. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with as much Zep as possible. Two of four. Once again, shot it four times, scored five. Like I'll take that. Made the first three of the game, set the tone early. My guy, Zep, recording with him tomorrow. Be sure to check out his show on uh, – or him on the show on Friday. Um, played 18 minutes. The plus-minus was four. He's actually one of the lower plus-minuses on the team, which is a little uncharacteristic. But, yeah, I mean, he takes care of the basketball. Usually, Auburn's better when he's on the floor. Yeah, I'm um, I'm all about Zep shooting more. Yeah, I think that, every, you know, he's just – Every time he hits a shot, it seems like a big shot. It seems like a smart shot. It seems like it's a shot you want to go up at that particular time and that Auburn needs. You never go, oh, God, that was a bad shot. Why did he shoot that? You're like nodding your head after it goes in. Yeah, like, okay. And and he's very smart. He's got a very high basketball IQ. Mm -hmm. I think he's a leader, but I think he's a quiet leader. And I'm telling you, he plays the best on the ball defense for a guard, one of the better defenders in the SEC. If they had a defensive player of the year award, you know, I think that Zepp's your dude as far as guard play, the way he hawks the basketball. He is a, awesome. He's tough. He's a very tough defender. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. And if you say Zepp backwards, it actually is basketball IQ. Don't think about that too much. All right. There's actually an <laughs> argument happening in live chat. This is fascinating. I love the internet. There's an argument between Bruce Pearl <laughs> and Pat Dye. That's hilarious. Um, Daryl, I'm going to let you address this question because you addressed it a little bit last week mm-hmm. or the last game. Cam asked, why is it that Broom gets held so much and receives no call? You want to stab that one? Yeah, and I don't want this to sound like I'm, I'm thinking that it's a conspiracy or officials are getting together before the game no, and the we're, officials we're room. tonight. You can do whatever you want. I think that Janai Broom and the way he plays and how he's constantly talking to officials, every play he's in an official's ear mm-hmm. after he gets called for a foul. That and his antics with his body language after he scores and that kind of stuff, I think it does him no favors. And subconsciously, officials don't give him a fair shake because of his style of play and constantly talking. I think that officials are human, and I don't think they go in there premeditated, but I think during a game, it affects the way they call the game. Do I think that's right? No. Do I agree with it? No. But I just think that's my opinion as to why he can get punched in the face and no one gets a call. He doesn't get called, but he does a blow by. Yeah. And he gets called. And I think it's a reputation thing, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the league that maybe they just, that's that's kind of what happens. I mean, I, I think that you start to build a reputation. So maybe, maybe as the year goes on, if he settles down a little bit, that goes away. But I that's my theory as to why. I kind of don't want him to settle down, though. I kind of want him to be who he is. Uh, I mean, strategically, maybe better, better. But you got some pushback on this last week. And I, I agree with you. But I just want to be clear. Like, when you officiate, 
Like it's not perfect. Like it's human nature. Like you, you're always constantly selling something. It doesn't matter what you do. And uh, well, I, the pushback I, 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 was that shouldn't happen. They should call the game. I, I no, I yeah. agree. That's I agree. How, that's I agree. not how it works. But that's not how it works. I agree. Huh. They should just shut up and call the game and not have their feet butt on their shoulders and be all in their feelings and call a foul on Broom because they get because he says something. That's not. They shouldn't be doing that. But no. that's not how it works. That's right. Uh, Jeremy asked, and, and check out Jeremy's article at AuburnDaily.com. When is Chris Moore back? I actually thought we might start hearing more about him coming back for tonight's game. Uh, I can't imagine he's going to be gone that long. Why do you? Jeremy? But I, again, like I said Saturday, the longer this winning streak goes and the more contributions you're getting from people like Berman the less you have to rush him back in the lineup. Maybe you hold him out a week longer than you normally would if you were desperate and needed. I mean, you're winning. It's not that he's not a winning basketball player and he helps no. you win. He does. But the longer you can let him heal, the better off you are for him during crunch time. Having Yeah. Him. Lior Berman, eight points on four shots. He may have been the most efficient player tonight. I'm looking for another one that would be in contention. He didn't seem to be a liability on the defensive end either. He got nope. through. He nope. really fought through his screens, got to his spots to defend. The back cut was gorgeous on the inbounds play yes. that Bruce drew up. I mean, here's Berman, little guard underneath the basket, laying it up on a back cut that was perfectly executed. He got a couple rebounds. He he fought through screens. He was not a liability on any aspect of the floor. Yep. All right. Allen says more minutes for Cardwell. Yeah, Dylan played 17 minutes. He was. I heard on the broadcast from Jimmy Dykes that he was standing in the tunnel, stretching some things out, looking like he was in some kind of discomfort mm. is why he disappeared from the bench and went a long stretch without playing. So whatever it was, maybe they got it addressed, they got it stretched, they got it iced, whatever it is, and then he got yeah. back in there. Um, Patrick, my buddy, former coworker of mine. How you doing, dude? Uh, says, how do we keep momentum going into Columbia? I have, I still have bad memories from the McLemore injury and getting blown out in 2018. Yeah, it's been a weird series, Auburn and South Carolina. But South Carolina is so, so bad this year. And that's what makes their upset over Kentucky like even more kind of like, what? What's going on? I, I think you keep momentum by playing good defense because I think this defense will travel. I think it showed that tonight. And just capitalize on good situations, which is exactly what Auburn did tonight. Look, if you can beat LSU and Baton Rouge, you can beat the Gamecocks this year in Columbia. Like I, I think it's that clear. The defense aspect of that about defense will travel. If you're a team that relies on winning basketball games by shooting 50% from three-point line and scoring 90 points, mm -hmm. you can get upset if the if you get cold shooting. But if you create baskets off of turnovers, transition get ugly in the muck kind of baskets if you're struggling shooting but still find a way to win like Auburn does. I mean, look, the Northwestern game, we wanted to all throw up after that game. That's not a bad win now. You look at it, you look at it where we are right now at this point in the season, that's I, it may be a, a it may be a it, quad, it is a quad one. one right yeah, now. So, it's a quad one. Yeah. So I mean it was ugly, but that's what happens. You don't when you don't have to rely on shooting 50%, you can win games like that. Lucio, Lucio says. UConn. I want to hope. That, I want to say that I hope that he pronounced that Lu Luceo. 
That's what I want. I want Lucio. 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 That would make my night if he pronounced it that way. It really uh, would. Let us know Lucio or Lucio. <laughs> UConn lost again. Auburn should be moving up a spot in the polls. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I just don't really care about that. I care more about that in football than I do basketball just because so much of it's seeding. Like, but it doesn't and, – and that's the – man, you make a great point. I always oh, thought – Wait, wait, thank you, Daryl. No, you did. I, I mean, listen, you make a lot of great points, but th- what it did is it kind of got my got me sparked on something that you brought up. So I'm glad you said that. Okay. I always thought growing up following college basketball that you could do this little numeric trick where, like, if you were number 16 in the country, you were going to get a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, right? You see what I'm yeah, saying? Right, if right, you're 12, right. it doesn't work that way. It just does not work that way. No. You could be ranked 15th and get a sixth seed or a fifth seed for some reason, or you could be ranked. You know, I've seen teams that are ranked sixth or fifth and get a get a one seed. I mean, it's just weird how that whole thing works. It's not – they don't equate where you are in the AP poll at the end of the year with your NCAA tournament seeding. I always was naive to think it was. So you make a good point, Zach, that just because you may end up maybe 12th in the country at the end of the year doesn't mean you'll get that four seed. Auburn had that happen to them before, and they got the five seed. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Eric asked, how long is Westry out? It's my understanding, Eric, that Westry's not hurt. Like, he's not out. He's just not in the rotation. Um, have you heard anything to contradict that, Daryl? I have not. And I yeah. think that there's something that's that reeks of preservation of that for me. Like, Bruce protecting him. You know, fragility. Making sure that he doesn't lose him. That he's not despondent and just, you know, has that he's trying, in my opinion, to salvage the kid's confidence because of that stretch of basketball. Yep. Blue Chris, BP encourages players to talk to refs after calls. I don't know. Maybe. That sounds, yeah, maybe. Um, Colonel Steve, the gloat, the greatest listener of all time, says, love that Jalen and Flan are getting better. No question about it. Um, Especially, I mean, the Jalen part of it, Daryl, we talked about this at the beginning of it. It's just like, I wish he would just shoot more. And and he shot 15 shots tonight, right? Like, uh, that's the right amount. Yeah, it is. It is. And, they're, again, big shots. Um, I, I like where he is offensively, and I like where he when he's showing up. I mean, you know, our friend Clay was like, I want Jalen to take this game over. And then he, mm-hmm. I think he had like seven in a row after that. There, there was a, a crucial right. point in the game, and he got the separation that Auburn needed. All right. Scale of one to 10. How hot of a take is this? Trent says, put a statue up for Lior Berman. Dude's going to be legit. We're getting out a little out of control. A little out of hand. I mean, I'm all for the book, Trent. Yeah. I think, it. I think that we, what we need to realize and what we want from Berman. And we saw flashes of it from last year is the expectations need to be realistic. He needs to come in, give us 14 to 17 minutes, hit a couple big threes, Maybe get us eight points, and that's exactly what we need from Berman. Greg, coming over from the War Report stream. All of you coming over from the War Report stream, thank you so much for being here. Love my Welcome, G. yes. Be Will and the guys. I was watching their stream during the game tonight. They do an outstanding job. Glad to be good buddies with them. Clay pointing out that Dylan was really good tonight. There is no question about it. Colonel Steve, the gloat, the greatest listener of all time, says, can any of our seniors claim a COVID year and come back? We did this a few weeks ago, Daryl. So Zepp's on his COVID year. Allen has not used his COVID year. Who else? Jay Will has not used his COVID year. He could come D- back. Dylan Cardwell. 
Um, he has not used his COVID year. Nope. Yet he he was a freshman when COVID mm-hmm. hit. I wish JT Thor would have used his COVID year. Yeah, or just like a sophomore year. <laughs> I, yeah, I keep saying that. that. <laughs> I know. I I know that I'm like hot pie of the sky, but I don't know what it is. I just keep saying, man, he was he could have been like a missing piece, right? I mean, oh just my gosh. I mean, could you imagine that front court last year with Walker? No. No, I can't. Jabari and him, no. it would have been nasty, but it is. Uh, yeah, like who plays the three in that situation? I guess Jabari. Jabari can three? play the three. The way he shot it and how pure he was, slide him to the three. Oh, it would have been nasty. You, you know about rim protectors yep. and Dunkarama? It would have been like five slam and jamma. Oh, You're my too gosh. Young. It been You're incredible. too young for that. You're too young no, for that. No, but it sounds cool. I understand what it is. My mom yeah. checking in. It's like a right. on here tonight. What We're up, booging, mom? mom. We are booging. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Chase saying we need Jasper to shoot more. We probably be a little bit better at shooting. Oh, if Zeb shot better, we'd be better at shooting. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I love that yeah, he took I mean, the we, first shot of the game. I love that's that. been that, a common that's theme. Not who he is. No, it's not who he is. It's not his style. And it's been a common theme where we've said, man, I'd I'd like to see Zep shoot maybe two or three more game because he looks so pure when he's shooting it. But that maybe is going outside of his comfort zone and his realm of what he does to what he brings to the table. Clay saying, how about Donaldson playing well? Nothing special, but very serviceable. We haven't mentioned his name yet. Let's see. Got it. Got a nice steal. It went to the basket hard and got fouled and shot some free throws in, a, in another uh, key moment of the game. Did he? Unless it wasn't, they didn't call it a, a shooting foul. I thought it was. No, it no he has zero points. Oh, of one shooting. His only shot okay. was a three, and it, this says that he was, didn't shoot a free throw. Yeah, that was not a foul. That was on the floor then. Yeah, it was I remember him going to the going to the hoop though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I has he scored his last few games? Like I, I just no, not since he hit that big three that bounced like, I mean, sky just high. Been nothing from the freshman class. It's crazy. I know. And then Trehor was See, feeling Trehor. his oats. Yeah, he shot a three and missed it. Um, he just took, put it up. Yeah, then he, you know, that was the only shot he missed. I mean, he went one of two for two in his seven minutes. And like, I wanted to be poetic, Daryl. Right, right. You know, Yoan Treor, former LSU commit, and like he has his coming out party in Baton Rouge. That would have been nice. nice. I was thinking that same thing. Yeah. Um, A man can dream. A man can dream. Next year, right? Next year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because he's definitely not a. At least the you know look at the positives. None of these freshmen are one and done. That's for freaking yep. sure. Uh, Sam asked Tammy, talking about my mother, is that picture with old um, <laughs> Ricky Fowler legend status? It is. I actually took that picture. It is with Ricky Fowler. Shout out Ricky Fowler on this Wednesday evening. Um, cool. We'll uh, we'll go live for a few more minutes, guys. If anybody else has any more questions or comments, we want to get them in. Um, Jesse checking in. Good to see you, Jesse. Um, normally, normally more active, Jesse, but thanks for stopping in. Appreciate that. Um, man, people really high on, on Zep shooting tonight. Like I'm all about it. I love Zep. I love Zep. Uh, I just don't know if like do Zep shot it four times tonight. How many times do you think Zep should shoot it in a game? Do you think Daryl six, six. I and I want to see him. Right. And I want to see him go to the rim the more. Last yeah. year he went yeah, to the, the rim more. Like layups and and and, I, and threes. I want to see him drive to the rim. He did that last year, and that maybe because he was playing the one, a whole different mindset. But he went to the That's rim right. more 
last year. I can remember him making big shots and laying on his back and doing the flex thing. Remember underneath the goal, getting fouled? He has so much swag. So I think that I'd like to see him go to the right. Maybe it's just because he's at the two. He doesn't he doesn't go to the basket as much, but I'd like to see him go back, go attack the rim like he did last year. What do you think about Katie Johnson's performance? We haven't mentioned him at all tonight. Two of seven from the floor, eight points, two of four from three, made both of his free throw attempts, played 22 minutes. Your the thoughts threes on were big. I think the th- it was an uneven performance. I think the threes were big, and it was good to see him hit that with his confidence. But then again, he's still forcing too many shots, forcing it into the rim, forcing it to the basket, out of control a little bit. Um, that that needs to to slow down a little bit too. Yep. Um, Spencer says, shouldn't the cactus be in Dap's background, Tucson native? Your thoughts? Well, I'm down here now. So I'm in the South. So, I'm, you know, I just let those things just, you leave them behind and you move on. So well, see, I'm, I'm the way I see it, Daryl, is I have cacti and you're uh-huh. a fun guy. There you go. What would be a, what would be a, a plant or something that would be Southern that would just scream Alabama that I should have over my shoulder? Cause cactus does scream Tucson and Arizona. Mm-hmm. What, what would I have in here that would be, you know, representative of Alabama? What an interesting question. We'll see if anybody answers that. All right, so earlier in the show, we asked, where will Auburn finish in the SEC? 20% said first. 72% said two to four, which makes sense. And then 7% said five to six. 1% said worse. Um, so there you go. Isn't it there amazing if we went ahead and took a poll? Like Cut we two, to Cut suit. No, because I hate the Cubs, and it would remind me of, of Wrigley Field. Nice. Um, but that's actually Ivy. But Kudzu looks like Ivy sometimes. Kudzu and Ivy is the same thing. Don't so, let two, so two weeks ago, we threw the question out, would you take nine and nine right now in the league? <laughs> Remember? And everyone was like, yes, yes, I want it. It's just amazing how a four-game win streak and oh, being five and one in the league. If we, If you told me nine and nine now, I would be severely depressed. Yeah, five and one in the conference already. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. All right. So South Carolina's coming up. Let's take a look at what's coming up. South Carolina's coming up. And then next Wednesday, a week from now, eight o'clock tip. Gross. You host Texas AM. It's gonna be a big game. Yeah. And you know, how's Texas AM doing tonight? They the were only up four against a Florida okay. team that was horrific in the first half, couldn't score it. Mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that for you there. Yeah, I'm right? trying to I'm trying to pull it up to Let's see who gets to it first. Yeah, I, I'm. I think Texas A and M's good. They won fifty two, fifty four, fifty two. Yeah, so, so they won, and that's at home. That's in Texas. That's at Texas A and M. Yeah, so, so you I, could. I, I think you know, getting at home is going to help for sure. Um, then you go to West Virginia, in Morgantown. They were beating T. Up. They were beating TCU tonight, who is ranked fourteenth in the country. Ooh, and they did okay. beat TCU 74-65. West wow. Virginia had not won a Big 12 game until that one. They were they had they were winless in their Big 12 schedule until they beat TCU and they get their first win against 14th ranked TCU. Mhm. Mhm. Um Gulf Coast Breaker says the LFL says you need a pine tree. The pine tree would be a good choice. Yeah. Um yeah, sure. And then you, you, you return home, you get a revenge game against Georgia. I love that. Six o'clock tip on a Wednesday. And then you go to Knoxville. And then you go to College Station. And yeah, then you those, host Alabama and you those, host Missouri. I mean, that stretch right there, man. Is that's brutal. it. That's, that's why it. you got to go ahead and 
got to be collect, South Carolina. Collect yeah. your chips right now. Start storing those nuts in the storehouse right right now, and get 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 the ones in the bank. Bank them. Bank bank bank. So when you go down, if you play five hundred basketball on the backside of that schedule that is absolutely brutal, you mm-hmm. end up being two, 12 and five. I mean, you do. Or 12 and six, sorry, 12 and six, or 13 and five, somewhere in there. If so you just play. gives you what seed, you think? 12 and in, six in, gives you a three or four seed? A, 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 th- a three in the SEC tournament and probably a six in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, and, and I mean, wouldn't you take that when the SEC season started and – we, like I said, we lost two generational talents. Yep. All right. So Jesse said, you know, a few ga- a few nights ago, we were talking about the next five games. I think you had ups losing to LSU. By the way, say it. You did. I did. I said four and one losing at West Virginia. When, you when said, did that start? Do you remember? Was it was it? After it was after the Arkansas? Ole Miss game. Ole Miss. It was after Ole Miss. Okay. So yeah. Mississippi State, LSU, South Carolina. Yep. yep. Texas A&M and. West Virginia because it went to West Virginia. Yeah, You're right. Correct. And so, so obviously we're two and zero right now. I feel good about three and zero. Texas A and M is going to be fascinating. West Virginia is going to be fascinating. Yeah, I think that I think uh, four, I said four and one and a mm-hmm. loss at West Virginia, even though West Virginia even at that time hadn't won a big a Big Twelve game because that's such a tough place to play. It really is. Blue Chris says I need Western in the rotation by then. Talking about the tougher stretch. I just don't think we're going to see it, guys. No. I hope we do because I think that means he's shown enough and Auburn gets better. But I just – I I'm not expecting to see him this year. Are you? Well, Am I off no, on that? No, and I, there's got to be something that Bruce Pearl sees that's a nuance that we don't. Other than – I mean, you know, obviously he was playing bad basketball. There was a stretch, but – Bruce Pearl's had guys that have played ba- bad basketball over three, four, five game stretches that he hasn't just completely took out of his rotation. So I think it's a preservation thing. I don't think he wants to lose the kid mentally. Oh, that lose you or did you lose me? We good? No, I'm still here. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. That's probably, probably my connection. Yeah. Zach should send you a t-shirt. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Let me know. Send, Let me know. Maybe, about. maybe say, maybe send me a t-shirt. So when I come on these shows, like, you know, I have some of that cool gear that you have. The irony is Daryl sends me all the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let, let's wrap it up here, man. It's been 42 minutes. That's been a fun. It's been a yes. lot of fun. Daryl, how, of fun. How can people support you love on you and all of that stuff, buddy? Uh, follow me on Twitter. Dap 6410. Uh, you it see up. it there, dap it up. And uh, on Monday mornings, dap, dap, dap it up. <laughs> Auburn Opelika this morning with our man Ben Taylor on WANI at about 7.10. I did it today. It was Double D Wednesday because of MLK oh. Day Monday. We all switched right. up a little bit, so I did it this morning. But normally it's Monday mornings. We talk all sports for about 20 minutes. He's about to switch that Wednesday slot um, when it's not Double D Wednesday to a little extra War Report Wednesday action. So I hear you. So yeah, we got a little double D Monday. You're on a couple times, right? With I'm him? on on Fridays for the Fridays. segment. I'm on on Fridays. I think he has Bill Cameron on, on Tuesdays. I'm not positive, but Daryl, thank you so much as always. You're welcome. Look, hey, thank you so much to our friends at the Henry service company. Look, if you're in the Montgomery tri County area up there and you have any problems with your HVAC or your plumbing or electrical, whatever it may be, call them. 
334-288-2700. That's Alabama license number 00021. This has been Locked on Auburn's The Henry Service Company postgame show. We will see you after Auburn hopefully defeats South Carolina. This has been Locked on Auburn.